Hallelujah. We are here to praise him. And the song is saying, lift our hearts and sing. We are here to give him. The, the leftovers. The, the lame. How many of us can say this morning that we have bought the best that we can bring? Come on. Some of us turn up very late with our offering. Come on. We're going to talk today. Some of us turn up very late with our offering. I don't mean the one that we put in the plate. But what we came to give God. Turn up very late. And it doesn't bother us. Is that the best we can bring? There are some things that we need to address. How we come to God. What we give to God. I want to encourage us. I'm not telling you off, but I want to encourage us because we can do better. Tomorrow morning, whatever time that you've got to punch that clock for work, you will do it. Because if you keep turning up later than the time that you're supposed to be, you have to find another job. Is that so? You will have to find another job. So what is it that we're giving God? It's not just only our tithes and offering, but it's our time. And it's very important. So if I don't encourage you to come out on time, you will still be doing the same thing. So I'm encouraging you, make time. Make time. I love you all. I love you. Sometimes I have to tell off my children them. But I tell them, regardless, I still love you. I said, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to do some things that I don't like. But know that I will always love you. Amen.
Let's give God that praise. And for those that you didn't give God any praise, I said, let us all give God a praise. Sometimes we miss out because we fail to respond. When Joshua said to the children of Israel, let's march round for seven days. Some of them could have been saying, look at the city. We're going to march around this. What is it going to do? I'm not even going to bother tired out myself in walking around this city. But it was in their obedience that God demonstrated his power. And some of us are missing out because we fail to be obedient. During this, the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I was dealing with the scripture where God brought some things to my mind speaking to me about renewal speaking about rebuilding and restoration and so I thought about it God what is it that you're saying about renewal But he was saying to me, it's time to renew, time to rebuild, and time to restore. And so this morning, I want to encourage us about renewing our covenant with God. Renewing of our covenant with God. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, these are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb now Moses called all Israel he called all of them And said to them, you have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt. To Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. The great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders. 
Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you. Come on now. They were in the wilderness. They couldn't get anything to make materials. Your clothes have not worn out on you. And your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am the Lord, your God. And when you came to this place, Sion, king of Eshbon, and Hog, king of Basham, came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to off the tribe of Manasseh. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. All of you stand today before the Lord your God, your leaders and your tribes and your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel, your little ones and your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp. From the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water. That you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God. And into his oath, which the Lord your God makes with you today. That he may establish you. There's something that God wants to do for his people. I said there is something that God wants to do for his people. God wants to establish his people for himself. And that he may be God to you. Just as he has spoken to you and just as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I make this covenant and this oath not with you alone. But with him who stands here with us today. Before the Lord our God. As well as with him who is not here with us today. For you know that we dwell in the land of Egypt. And that we came through the nations which you passed by. I'm going to stop there. God had desired to make a covenant with his people. He's a covenant-keeping God. Throughout the scripture, we see God 
making covenant. When he destroyed the hurt with the flood, he then afterward made a covenant. Says, no more will I destroy the earth again like this. So he made a covenant with his people. A covenant means an agreement, a contract, a pledge, a promise, a vow. And I believe that practically all of us in this place today have made a covenant with God. When we accept him in our lives... We declare that we will follow him. We declare that we love him. We declare that he is going to be our God. And that we are going to serve him in righteousness and in holiness. We made a declaration to him. That we are going to be his people and he's going to be our God. Renew your covenant. Renew your commitment. Renew means to pick up again, to reopen after interruption. To give fresh life our strength. To restore. To resuscitate. To stimulate. The opposite is to deteriorate. Discontinue. Weaken. All of us. At some time. Has got to do a renewal contract. As long as you're breathing. There's a contract. That you got somewhere. That has to be renewed. It could be that you have to renew your car insurance. And while I said that, some is thinking, yeah, mine is June up. You got to renew your car insurance. You got to renew your house content insurance. You got to renew your house insurance. There has to be something that's been renewed. You got to renew your phone contract. And with the renewal, it doesn't seem to go down, it seems to go up. I don't know about you, I'm just complaining. Because I, I believe with 14 years, no claim discount, I should get something. Instead, my price gone up. So I don't know what the discount is doing for me. But that's another message. We have made a covenant with God that we will be his people. And he will be our God. 
But how serious, how sincere are we with that covenant promise? How sincere are you with that promise that you have made with God? One of the scriptures say, I've made a covenant with God. With, I've made a covenant with my eyes that I would not look at a virgin. Psalm 50 and verse 5 says, Gather all my people together, those who have made a covenant of sacrifice with me. Get them together. This covenant that we make are going to make with God must be one that has full conviction of our heart. This covenant that we make with God is voluntary. No one forces us to make that covenant. But we made it. And so in making it, we need to live by it. In Genesis, God spoke to Abraham. He said, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you. And not only between me and you, but me, you, and your descendant after you for the generation to come. The covenant that you make is not just for you. But that covenant supposed to be for your generation that is to come. That means that you are setting up something. God called Abraham. He made the covenant with Abraham. But he reminded Abraham. This is not just going to be for you Lynn. But it's going to be for your children. And your children's children. And to those that are coming. The whole land of Canaan where you have resided as a foreigner, I will give an, as an everlasting possession to you and to your descendant after you. And I will be their God. Then God says to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant. You and your descendant after you. For the generation that was to come. So don't take it lightly. The covenant that you're making with God. My father made a covenant with God. It passes on unto me. 
It passed from me to my sons and daughters. It passed from them to their children. So we come in line with God. We come in line with God, what God has already set out in his book. What he has already written in his book. So it's not just about me being wishy-washy. Being here and there. The covenant we make with God is a serious thing. So don't fool yourself. Your generation, your children's children is depending on how you do. Because you can cause a generation to be misplaced. You can cause a generation to miss God. Because you fail to adhere to the covenant, to the vow that you and I have made with God. I cannot afford... For them to miss God because of me, because of how I walk, because of what I fail to teach my children how to love God, how to know God, how to hear God. You cannot afford to allow your children to miss God. It is too serious, it is too important. Well, if they don't want to come to church, that's, that's all right. No, it's not. It's not all right. They did not come into the earth realm to go to hell. God sent them here with an assignment, with a purpose. Are you hearing me? They did not come here to be sinners lost and go to hell. They came with a purpose to represent the glory of God in this earth realm. So the covenant that you make, you might not have children now, but they're still in the womb. You may not have physical children, but you have spiritual ones. So it's important what you do. You carry the DNA of Father. God made the covenant with Abraham, but he said that he and the descendant must keep the covenant. The covenant is benefit for the generation that was to come. And when they come, they would keep that covenant. So it's not just about you. It's about your children, children, children. Your covenant with God is life and death. Not just words. Keep God's covenant and live. 
I said, keep God's covenant and live. Amen? Amen. <coughs> there are times when we run from God. When we sin, when we fail, instead of running to God, we sometimes seem to run away from God. We back away. When a man marries a woman, They made a covenant with each other. And so when we stand before the preacher, we say, for richer, that bitch you love, for poorer, Sickness in health. But how often we forget. We forget the covenant as times go by. And that's why some people have to go again and renew their vows. Remind each other. I love you. Say to each other, I love you. Sometimes we forget. And we take each other for granted. We say all manner of things to them. But we forgot that we had made a covenant with them. Even when they get fatter, we've already made a covenant. Oh, come on. There are men divorcing their wives because they get a little bit more plump. It's not you I marry, I marry the other one, the slimmer one. But the covenant I make until death. Hey, I'm hooked up, I'm signed up. You, you understand what I'm saying? When you make a covenant, you come into a contract. And not only was the contract here physical, but it's also written in heaven. God, we called him into the business. If we did not call God into the business, you could walk out. Yes. 
call God into the business. He is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He was a witness. So the contract that we make with him, we can't allow ourselves to violate that contract. We can't allow ourselves to break that contract. And if we see that we're, something is going, we need to get back. Revisit that contract. Look at the small print in that contract. Because God that we serve, he's a faithful God, saints. All that he promised, he's got faithful and just to accomplish. So there's no failure on his side. He says, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. I need to revisit my contract. It might have been a long time ago when I says, Lord, I, will, I have decided to follow you. I've made up my mind that you are the only God I'm going to serve. I will serve no foreign God. My strength, my everything belongs to you. So how can I reach here now and start to negate on my contract with God? Come on. The man in the company get more of my time than God. Come on. I will give him my time. Plus if he asks me for overtime, I'll give him the extra. But when it comes to God, hey, God don't mind if I shout him on this. God don't mind. We are so blessed that God don't give us what we deserve. I'll tell you, I am so thankful to God that he's a merciful God. Because if he gave me what I deserve, I would not be here this morning. Come on. We serve a faithful God, saints. We serve a God who is a God of justice and mercy. So come in. The Bible says, if we freely admit, in the book of John, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful. Hey, thank you, Father. He is just, true to his own nature and promise, and will forgive our sins dismiss our lawlessness and to continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness everything not in conformity to his will in his purpose his thought and his action God is willing 
to wipe the slate clean. Can you imagine that? Every time you and I messed up on this, oh, thank you, Jesus. Every time we messed up, saints, when we come to him in sincerity, he is faithful and just to wipe the slate clean. You've got to catch that. Because when I messed up, I tried to hide like Adam from God. I know you are all righteous. But when I mess up, I don't even want to come and pray. I want to stay in the background where God doesn't see me. Is it just me one? When I messed up, I wouldn't want to preach. I wouldn't want to do nothing. I just want to come stay in the back. One week gone. Two weeks gone. Three weeks gone before I start to feel a little bit of normality. To feel that I'm getting back in God's good grace. Not realizing if I truly and seriously confess my sins. I don't have to miss out three weeks. Oh, come on. I don't have to miss out three weeks of being in his presence. But if I mess up, I can come to him and say, Father, I have sinned. And he wash me, cleanse me, and feed me. I don't have to go with three weeks empty. But he's faithful and just. He wipes the slate clean. That's why we can say morning by morning. New mercies. Hey, somebody. Morning by morning. New mercies I see. All that I need. Oh, come on. Come on, saints. We got to know the God that we're serving. When I got up this morning, hey, yesterday gone. Today's a new day. His mercy visit me before I even put my foot over the side of the bed. His mercy visit me. Your mercies. <coughs> we see. He provides for us. So coming to God and confessing who he is. And what he has done. And what he's preparing to do. Cause the covenant to be renewed. That is why when we take up communion. We keep putting ourselves. And each other in remembrance of what he has done for us. Let me say, for me. Yes. 
So when we come to God with a heart of humbleness and, thanks, and of thanksgiving, He hears us and He sees us. We can enter into His gates with thanksgiving. We can come into His courts with praise. We can be thankful to God. When we gather like this as a people, the minute we hit that door, there should be something in us that has been stirred. Hey, I'm with the, I'm with, I'm with the people of God. There's a numerable company of angels. We come to the church of the firstborn. So when I come to worship with you, there's something that is flowing out of me. There's a joy that is residing in me. Why? Because I've got the creator of the universe and of the earth in me. I'm not coming with all the pressure. How come Christian looks so broke down? We look so mash up. Please answer me. How comes we look so broke down and mash up as if we don't have nobody? Huh? Where is the God that we serve? Where is the Jehovah who, that we speak about? The joy of the Lord should be my strength. But we can't even mash hands. I don't know. I am come that you may have life and have it in its fullness. Are you enjoying your life? Come on. There should be something different about you that the world wants. There should be something different about you that the world knows that you have been with Jesus. But I'm sorry. We're talking as family. You know, sometimes family get... But... But sometimes, the way that we carry ourselves. This is my Sunday best. My way to church. You know, back when you were small, you, you have one suit. And that's the one you wear to church. And... And if you, if you wear it in the morning when, you have, when we have two service. And if you wear, you, you, women, if they wear their dress in the morning and it's special for church, then wash it out, dry it, and iron it, and put it on, and go back to church in the night. Amen. I just want to encourage us that we get 
start to enjoy what we hear, not enduring it, but enjoying what we hear. Enjoying it. The, the Psalm, in Psalm 100, I think it's verse 3 or 4, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come on. Serve Him with gladness. The world must know that the God that you're serving is different from all other gods. doing today? Why the devil? (sighs) You need to get out of his camp. The devil. We're missing something, saints. The dots, they're not connecting. There's something wrong with our gaze. It's fuzzy. It's out of focus. But when we start to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. We're going to run this race with patience. We're going to run this race with endurance. Because we're, we're focused. Our mind is made up. There is something happening. We heard the word about this year. I'm feeling stirred for this year. Because I'm, I started, it might not have looked like, but I start to walk in my victory. I start to walk in my victory. I don't wait for it to get here. I start to walk in it. over. He saw the land. God said it's going to be yours. What he did, he started to walk through the land. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. I'm going to take possession of it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. The woman of God says that God is going to pour out. It's mine. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. It's mine. Hey, don't be like those who hang behind. Those who hung behind when they came out of Egypt was picked off by the enemy. Don't get left behind. You come too far to get left behind. You come through too much trials and struggle to get left behind. It's time that you and I stir. 
blessing us, ooh. Start stirring, ooh. Something is inside of us that needs to be released. There is power that needs to be released, ooh. Ooh. Something that needs to give birth. My praises belongs to him. My worship belongs to him. Oh, come on, somebody. You need to release. You need to release. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to release. Come on. I feel like the fire. Shut up. I want to keep quiet. I want to keep silent. But something, something within me, something tells me I need to go on. Something within me is stirring. The baby's kicking. I need to give birth. Don't let this year be like every other year. Let this year be a year of growth. Look, can you not see? Do you not perceive that the Lord is doing a new thing? Hallelujah. 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 My hallelujah belongs to him. My praise belongs to him. My strength belongs to him. Hallelujah. 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 It's time that we start to walk in the fullness. It's time that we start to receive the fullness. It's time that we start to praise God. Five, ten years, how you doing? I'm still so and so. Hey, no. If you are still so and so, you need to go to the courts of heaven. Hallelujah. I want to encourage men and women who feels like you are far from God. When we are falling into sin, we tend to go to our default position. Some place that felt comfortable for the whole man. But it's not comfortable for the new man. There are some people who, if there were, if there were people who drink before they come to God, when things start go wrong, you know where they end up? Back to the drink. The disciples, they were fishermen before Jesus met them. But after Jesus met them, when they thought everything now had finished, you know where they end up? Back fishing. And so there's a default position that we tend to go back to. But I want us to leave that place. Because God has called you for greater things. 
As long as you are in the kingdom, God has called you for better things. You can't afford to go back to your default position. You won't find nothing there. Yes, Lord. The time is now. The season is now. The Lord is calling us to renew our covenant with him. Chronicle Ezekiah said, Now it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord. The God of Israel that his fierce anger may turn away from us. My sons, do not be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence. The place where we're standing is holy ground. God has chosen us to stand in his presence. He has chosen us to serve him. He has chosen us to be his ministers. It was said by Asa in Chronicles, and they enter into a covenant to seek the Lord. The God of their fathers and to yearn for him with all their heart's desire and with all their soul. Jeremiah, it says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declared the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive all their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed. Hey, come on, saints. Your sins has been forgiven. That's why we take communion. Remembering ourselves that blood was shed. Joel 2, 28, 29 says, And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons... And daughters will prophesy. Come on. Come on, sons. Come on, daughters. We need to be raised up. We should be prophesying. Come on. We didn't just call to sit and watch others. We are called to declare. We are called to be prophetic in our generation. Your old men will dream dreams. Oh, boy. I like the dream dreams. 
I like to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out. Has he poured out? Is he still pouring out? Oh, come on. Receive. And I'm finished with this verse. From Paul in Titus 3. He says, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we have done. But because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us generously. Oh, come on. He didn't give me a little tip. I'm not coming to God with a, a little cup for him to fill. Hey, fill my cup, Lord. I don't have a cup. I don't even have a mug. The biggest thing I can find for God to fill is me. I want him to fill me. Fill me up. Till it overpour. Till it flows. That wherever I step, wherever I go, it's overflowing. Because wherever you go, if that place is dry and thirsty, you are going to bring refreshing. You are going to bring life. Because life is invested in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Amen? Amen. So I say to us, as we are here, let it be a day to renew your covenant with God. Make it fresh. Make a declaration to God that all that you have, all that you are, belongs to him. All that you have belongs to him. So let us give him the best that we can bring. And so I encourage you with this parting shot over your bow. 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Let's be here to worship. Not 11. Not 11.30. Bring the best. Give him what is his. And he will give you what he will. God bless you.